SAFM leading the conversation. Legal Monday on the viewpoint with Songezo Mabete. Miss Nobantumfega, entertainment lawyer at Global Entertainment Law, currently based in Los Angeles, USA, in the state of California. Her time is 12 hours 43, just after midday, while ours is nearly midnight at 21.43. Nobantu, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Good evening, and thank you for having me. Let's have a conversation, and you are the best person to have this because intellectual property in the part of the world where you are is some serious business, more particularly in the entertainment space. I am minded to not ask a particular question, but just let you flow and just perhaps use this as an opportunity to just impart information and and facts that perhaps the ordinary person, and I'm not even talking about a lawyer here because most lawyers know nothing about intellectual property. It's a proper art. It's a proper discipline within the industry of law. So without a particular prompt, just go through us perhaps the different areas of intellectual property. I mean, of course, it's trademarks, it's patents, but let's talk about copyright and, and rights to products and images because I think that's where it really comes home in Los Angeles, being the global entertainment center for the world. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And wow, what a broad question. Um, So I'll do my best. Um, It's a very complex, like you say, it's a very technical subject. Um, um, But, you know, we we try by all means to kind of narrow it down, especially for the creative industry. Um, So, yes, I'm an entertainment lawyer. I've been in the entertainment industry for over 20 years um, just because I love the industry. I'm passionate. I started off really more from a creative point of view, Um, just writing, co-writing, didn't pay the bills. But, you know, I just loved, loved what stories could do. And I genuinely believe, you know, stories transform. And, I, you know, we, we can attest to that in South Africa, that most of what helped our transformation movement was through um, protest theater and the likes. Um, but I think when I got kind of deep into it, I saw the gap and the gap was mainly around commercializing of this content as well as the protection of those that were creating. Um, and obviously the huge abuse that comes in when one lacks the knowledge that is required um, to understand the industry and then to understand regulations around that particular industry. Um, then it's at that point that I embarked on the journey to study law and, and then um, kind of zoomed in into intellectual property um, within the industry. So, you know, intellectual property is amongst um, other areas of the entertainment industry. So it sort of cuts across because um, essentially what you have, you have a product that is being created. You have a creation of a product. And in, in order for that product to be commercialized or that idea in essence, to be taken to market, certain steps have to be taken, right? And then the laws that govern that are what then we would call the, um, you know, the legislation that got the different legislation that governs those particular steps. Um, so like you said, your key to it is intellectual property, which is a huge, mm. I mean, sort of <laughs> web of what is it, um, it where sure does is. it overlap sure. and which is what, you know, and I'll have sometimes my clients say, can you patent my idea or can you do this? So just like at a very high level sort of layman's way, I normally just explain it as this way, you know, intellectual property, imagine it like a, a, a large tree that is sort of rooted to the ground. And on that tree, there are certain branches that emerge from that tree. Essentially, they're all feeding off, you know, the roots. But however, those branches, they are 
part of the tree, but they are different, right? They give a sort of different angle to this main um, sort of big tree. So the one branch would be trademarks, as you said. The other would be patents. The other would be copyrights. And, 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 take and then you've got designs, etc., etc. Sorry if I may interrupt. Um, Just take the listener yeah. through what all these particular IPs are and how you distinguish or define them. A trademark, um, a copyright, yeah? Okay, so a trademark, thank you for the question, that trademark generally as the name sounds, you would think think of the, the, the word mark, it is the mark that you are using in trade, right? So it is either a symbol, it is either a word, it is either, it is the identifier of the actual product that you're using. A good example would be if you think of the show idols, um, the word idols is what we see with our eyes and the color scheme and the font and everything that makes us separate idols from another music show, which is X Factor. So that would be a trademark. So what the idols um, producer would do is say, let us go and protect the word idols. And the X Factor producer will say, let's go protect the word X Factor. But the, what is embedded in, in under the actual show or what is actually now expressed as part of the show. That is now copyright. So the format, the manner that the show opens up, this, you know, the judges where they sit, where the, the, the contestants stand and the sign, all of that, that forms part of the creative expression of the show. And that is protected under copyright. Uh, and there are different rules, there are different acts that govern trade, you know, so we have the Trademark Act, we have the Copyright Act, and different acts that govern the different branches that we spoke about. So in terms of the overlap, you already have I've used, you know, the new, the idea here is what? We have the idea of a music show. And what differentiates music show? One is trademark, the way we've identified it, as well as the formatting of the actual show, the, how the creative expression and the recording looks like. Um, and so you often find people say, oh, they stole my idea and so forth and so on. Because we have commonplace ideas, we have so many ideas that are similar. You can have 10 music shows, but what's protectable is how you've built your show and how you've identified that show to be um, known by the public via a trademark. And then we have patents, which I'm not going to go into because it's a, it's a different area altogether, sure, sure. more scientific, etc. And then we also have um, designs, where, which also kind of slide a little bit under, you know, your sort of your scientific, because you've got to look at the way the design looks. Is it the same as the, you know, in clothing, in, in, in sort of designing of, of, of certain um materials you want to make sure that yours is distinguishable but in the entertainment industry for the most part the two areas that we generally deal with would be your copyright and your trademark as well as then the neighboring you know other rights that kind of emerge sure, sure. from that so for example yeah if a show has a specific design like let's take a ballet show and there's specific before designs you go to the trademark yes. and the copyright because i mean i yes. think it is an important conversation perhaps that we should have as a distinct feature to perhaps trying to understand the lay of the land a bit particularly for those who are owners of intellectual property those who have taken the time to invest in and build a brand that is recognizable, that has a particular style and service and appeal to the market, that becomes a very attractive for those who see it for the jam that it is worth. 
and an almost inevitable, if not invariable, consequence of building a good brand is passing off. Do you remember in the mid-90s when the, the, the country opened up and big brands came to the country and there was a sense of freedom in how people were doing things? You would find Red Book as a knockoff for Reebok. You would find Adibas as a knockoff for Adidas. This is why this term Amafong Kong came through because goods yeah. were said to have been made from China. And I'm not saying that this is true, of course, but Amafong Kong came as a result of effectively people knocking off or passing off original brands, proper institutions that had the backing of goodwill in certain markets and people using that to now promote their own thing. Perhaps for South Africans in the latter day, they might remember an advert called, it was a Hansa Pilsner advert, funnily enough, a liquor one. And Vuyo's voice, Vuyo this, Vuyo that, Vuyo Vuyo is a big, big dreamer. But unfortunately, what the advert did not do was that Vuyo, as it was written in white and red, it had not been a registered trademark. So what does somebody do? Somebody goes and literally takes that thing as it is, registered, registers it in his name, effectively telling Hansa Pilsen, if you're going to go on with this advert, you better pay me because that Vuyo is mine. We saw the same thing, funnily enough, around 2010. I don't know who it was, some kid just owning the rights to Bafana Bafana. I mean, we've been saying Bafana Bafana, and it was only in 2010 where we realized that SAFA, South African Football Association, didn't have the IP to that. The risks of passing mm. off, the risks of being a good brand, the, the nuisance of IP. Spend some time on that, please. Absolutely. Um, okay, so trade, you know, passing off, you are absolutely right. It is, we have what we have, vultures kind of waiting for good ideas and good brands to emerge or like a brand to usually to just build a reputation. And usually what passing off will then look like is they, it's a misrepresentation that what they have is, is exactly what the other brand that has already built goodwill. For example, if Coca-Cola was an exceptional brand, maybe Pepsi could pass off that what they have contained is also, you know, part of it. But in any event, so within trademark, there are two areas of, you know, that, that allows you to receive protection. One is obviously through common law. So if you have the, the, the name, then it comes up and you use it, but you don't register it. There's a provision within our common law system that allows you to kind of prove that I used it first, I came up with it. Um, but when you register, you strengthen the rights that you have in that particular trademark. So what often happens is that when you enter into a space of passing off and it's not registered, the layers that you have to cross to prove that you indeed are the owner become a little bit of a hurdle for you, mm. which is why it's always, always advisable that when you a brand emerges, just when the, when the concept of a brand emerges, the investment that you make, that once-off investment that you make at registering a, a trademark is invaluable should a reputation build and goodwill actually start forming. Mm. Oftentimes people would say, I actually want to first trade and test the market. It, it is in within that moment of testing that market that somebody who's actually more entrepreneurial can then pass off as though their product is more because of the goodwill you built. Um, you know, the, 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 it's, you know with, with, with the law and Sorry, 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 no, but I'm, 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 I'm losing connectivity with you, and um, I'm, I'm inclined to just take a very short, very short ad break. In fact, let's take a very short ad break. 
there are some contributions in response to the question, what is in NIMBA? So let's just very much quickly cut it. The time is 21.54. If you do have a question, by the way, on anything related to intellectual property, now is as good a time to call because we will have Unobando returning our call. She is in the U.S. It is a question of connectivity, and I understand it's been sorted. So perhaps, Brafini, just take the break because I suggested that we should take one very quickly. SAFM supports a litter-free South Africa. Play your part in keeping our surroundings and environment clean. SAFM, leading the conversation. Legal Monday on The Viewpoint with Songhezo Mabete. 21.55, let's look to wrap up the conversation. I'm sorry for the cut in transmission with Miss. Nobantumfeka, entertainment lawyer at Global Entertainment Law. She is currently in the U.S., specifically in California. So if she's going to be talking about intellectual property, I might as well listen because that is where intellectual property is a proper minefield in the U.S. She, I understand, has just completed or will be completing her Master of Laws in the University of Southern California. Nobantu, carry on, please, from where you left off before we were cut. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Thank you no so much. Worries. I suppose what I was just maybe adding is the element that the key part, what I would encourage any creative individual to really start thinking and shaping the the behavior going forward is to not see the, you know, the need to protect your works as a, a sort of a response to infringement, but rather to embark on it as part of, of, of the investment that one makes. Um, on on any kind of you know product or services that they have, um, so registering a trademark, in my view and my advice, is generally something that you should start off as soon as an idea comes to mind. You go and register because that gives you the strength to be able to um, then fight for those to who then come and infringe or pass off their product as the, as yours. Similarly to copyright, um, you know, there are different rules that govern copyright. So we don't register copyright per se, unless it's cinematography, but we don't, you know, it, 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 that's an automatic right that you, that you have. Um, however, it's important to know what that right entails. When I, when you say you have copyright in a work, what does that actually mean? And when is it that somebody is infringed on that right? So you basically police. You have to act as a police to your own works in order to avoid um, those that, you know, are vultures to these works to come and, and infringe on your rights. Like you say, in the United States and specifically where I am, one of the reasons I came is just to understand and kind of be on the ground to see how they've successfully managed to commercialize works and what is it that we're missing like what is mm. it that we're not doing correct or we should be doing or we're doing correct that ha to get our south african and, and african landscape to see the value in content creation in ideas and expression of ideas and how do we commercialize them inside out and the biggest i think what is very glaring is the seriousness that these conversations are had in this part of the world the policing that happens in this part of the world around content. I mean, here content is king. It is a, it is literally seen as the, you know, what we what we would it's see a as serious gold commodity. underground. It's a commodity, yeah, it's yeah. a commodity. Um, this side content is king, and if you have anything even as minor as just 
an idea to just pass mail down the road, that is seen as a huge commodity that requires immediate protection and laws. And, and in fact, they have bargaining union, they have unions um, that are uh, organized around protecting of content creators and those that are performing. You certainly um, are a so, good person to know. Sorry, Nobanda, I'm going to have to interrupt you there because time has run out and I think you're getting into your groove now like Stella. Unfortunately, well, <laughs> in radio, we, we never have enough time for the kinds of conversations we thoroughly do enjoy and I've thoroughly enjoyed having your perspectives. While you're at it, start lobbying about international trade intellectual property, the trade-related aspects of international of intellectual property law. Those Americans, together with their friends in the pharmaceuticals, they must relax those IP patents precisely because we're facing a global pandemic. Don't answer that. It might land you into trouble, more especially because the more you speak, the more you might have to account for. Thank you so much, Ms. Mbega, global entertainment law practitioner and entertainment lawyer especially.